He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the Monday. It is the day after the Super Bowl edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I think the traders are sleeping in a little bit here today after uh, yesterday's festivity. we got a quiet start on the market here so far today, but let's not forget that on Friday the uh, the S&P 500 closed above 5,000 for the first time in its history, and it remains there today with the S&P 500 flat, but it's at 5,026, and of course uh, that milestone was crossed on Friday, it closed above that milestone, and we're still above it today. The Dow is up just 14 points right now, 38,685. The NASDAQ is up five points. Looks like big tech taking a day off, a breather. The NASDAQ is at five, 15,996. The chip stocks had a really good day on Friday. And we've got uh, crude oil down six cents to 76.78. All quiet there. The 10 years also very quiet, down uh, one basis point right now to 4.18. And uh, the toast of the town, Bitcoin, up 722 right now, 48,925 as its upward ascent continues. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson. President of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only firm. I'm here with Barry Kite our chartered financial analyst. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, we finished strong uh, on Friday. You had the uh, the S&P 500 of 29 points. Uh, we finished at 5,027. Uh, the, big, the big deal here is the forward P.E. of the S&P 500. That hit a two-year high on Friday. So we have to really mind our P's and Q's here. Mostly our P's and E's, our P-E ratios. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, so you had a new high S&P above 5,000 for the first time, but the forward P-E hitting a two-year high. And, you know, it's really not warranted for that uh, multiple to be expanding here right now because, uh, you know, interest rates are not coming down. And uh, I guess they're already baking in about two or three rate cuts later this year. Yeah, I mean we're sitting at four, uh, you know, four point one eight on the ten year, uh, I believe. Uh, and you know when you're when you, your earnings estimates right haven't uh, you know it's been what would you call it trade? They've gone up a little bit so far. Right? <clears throat> They've gone up a little bit. The E has gone up a little bit. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were looking for about a two percent drop in earnings uh, this quarter versus the same quarter last year. And then tech started checking in uh, the last two weeks, and now we're expecting a 2% uh, gain uh, earnings versus the same quarter last year. So it's improved a little bit. But for me, 
the S&P 500 forward PE probably belongs more in the 18 to 19 range. That would take an 8 to 10% correction. I did the math in my newsletter over the weekend. What would it take for the S&P 500 to get back down to that 18, 19 forward PE ratio? Well, it would take about an 8 to 10% correction, which would be about, take it back to about 4,600 or so, 4,500. So just remember, that's, uh, that is a possibility uh, here going forward because we do have a pretty expensive uh, forward PE multiple uh, on the market right now. And then on Friday we had uh, some pretty good action in the uh, in the S or in the uh, semiconductors once again. Uh, it never fails, right? <laughs> no information technology. And let's not forget we'd have a pretty flat quarter. If it weren't for the uh, the big ones that all of a sudden started checking in over the last two weeks, so you have a really lopsided market right now, with uh, just a few stocks continuing to dominate in many ways, dominate in uh, accumulation from uh, the big mutual funds and institutional investors, uh, and of course a big chunk of the earnings growth is coming from those companies only. Other than you know stocks like Decker's and uh, and others that are on the fringe out there, uh, but for the most part, when you're looking at the S and P 500, that growth is coming from uh, just a few tech stocks. All right, well we had a good Super Bowl. I thought it was one of the best Super Bowls I've seen uh, in a long time. Uh, I am an Andy Reid fan, but I found myself. V- Rooting for the San Francisco Four. How can you not root for a quarterback who was the last guy picked, <laughs> Mister Irrelevant, right? Uh, in the draft, I've always been. I've always kind of leaned uh, towards uh, the underdogs, and only in the second year too. By the way. And if I see Taylor Swift again, I'm going to barf. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good luck. Hey, you know what? She gets a lot of media attention. And I think she's probably good for the uh, for the for NFL. I think that uh, helped cause uh, record viewership uh, yesterday of that Super Bowl. As far as the ads went, I was surprised at how much Timu spent. Uh, and you know, I heard CNBC talking about Timu this morning, and what right. they failed to mention is that is PDD out of China. Okay, so that's China coming into our back door, into the Super Bowl, spending millions uh, on their online website, which basically competes with Amazon, uh, competes with Shopify, uh, other U.S. uh, competitors, uh, undercutting price. Uh, I've heard the quality is pretty suspect, but they spent a fortune yesterday uh, on the uh, on their Super Bowl ad, I saw into it. I thought spent a lot of money with their TurboTax. Boy, I hope they get a lot of people because they paid a lot of money for those ads. Uh, you had the Apple halftime Super Bowl uh, halftime uh, show, which eh, you know what? I wasn't excited about it. I've heard raves about it. It wasn't my cup of tea. But then again. What a, what can I say? Elf had a nice ad right before halftime. I don't know if yeah, you saw they got, that. Yeah, uh, that was that was with uh, Judge like Judy. It. Yeah, yeah, Judge Judy. I really liked that ad. I thought it was clever. Uh, I saw Popeyes uh, with an ad. Uh, the the wait's been is now over. Popeyes has got something wings or something like nobody else has wings, right? But uh, that's uh, QSR quality uh, restaurants. 
those were the interesting ads for for me uh, from the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I liked watching the Super Bowl on the West Coast a lot better because it started at around 3.30. That was a late night last night watching that thing going to <laughs> yeah, overtime. I mean, I figured it started at 6.30 that they were going to get it in, you know. You know that's like <laughs> a four-hour game yes. when you have all those ads and everything. Okay, i got to mention Bitcoin. <clears throat> For me, Bitcoin is an unknown it's it's an intangible, okay? I can't place a value on it. I heard a guy talking this morning, and he's talking about all the demand there is for it because of these ETFs that have opened. He's saying that demand outstrips supply by about 9 to 1, yet uh, I'm seeing a lot of these Bitcoin farmer stocks, uh, you know, being not, not making it, but... The ones that are still around, Riot, Clean Spark, Marathon, they were the biggest winners in the financial sector last week uh, because of this rise in Bitcoin. I think, uh, you know, opening it up to ETFs obviously increases the demand uh, considerably. Then I saw a poll uh, polling professional money managers, 78% don't want to have anything to do with Bitcoin. So, you know, the jury is out. Uh, I saw another uh, little story this morning about how younger people are catching up. Their wealth has been growing at a faster rate than, than older people. I would say Bitcoin's part of that equation, uh, Barry, because I would say the average age of the person that owns a lot, of, or Bitcoin's the only only stock they own or the only ETF they own, Right. You're probably looking at 30-year-olds, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, so anyways, uh, and I, I'm more of the Charlie Munger, from the Charlie Munger side of the coin, Bitcoin. He says it's sewage. Now, I'm not going to call it sewage, but I just can't sink my teeth into it. It's not a tangible. It's not gold. It's not land. It's not oil that uh, is needed to run uh, the economy. What is it? It's supply and demand, uh, and it's popular. I would just say that usually over the years, those things don't end well. It does not end well at all. But for now, it is the leading asset class uh, by far You know, for the returns that it's giving to investors. Okay, when we come back... A lot of electric car news, EV, it's not good. We'll be right back. Here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show with the markets uh, S&P down one and a half points. Pretty quiet out there. The Dow is up 14. The NASDAQ is dead flat right now. So uh, <clears throat> the market has not, uh, I think it's still asleep. I think a lot of people still, 
recovering from their Super Bowl Sunday, maybe. Well, 67% of the S&P 500 companies have now reported. Okay, what are they reporting? They're reporting the fourth quarter of last year, which ended uh, back on uh, December 31st. Okay, it takes a while for the companies to... Uh, do the math, do the accounting, report the numbers, massage the numbers, whatever they got to do. Uh, and now we are, uh, you know, well into earnings season. It's two-thirds over. 67% of the S&P 500 companies have reported. 75% have beaten their EPS estimates. Okay? It's pretty good. I mean, but that's about average, believe it or not. Uh, you know, the the companies over the years have gotten pretty good at uh, kind of tamping down expectations and optimism and sandbagging so that they can come in and beat their estimates. And once again, it's about 75%. In addition to this, 65% have beaten their sales estimates. Okay, uh, Earnings growth is now expected to be plus 2.9% year over year. So that has improved. The first several weeks of earnings season were pretty much banks, financials, pretty drab, industrials, and you know, I mean, that's it's not good that the growth is coming from just a few companies. And then Microsoft weighed in, and AMD weighed in, and uh, Google Alphabet weighed in, and others weighed in, mostly in the tech sector. Apple weighed in. Now we're looking for 2.9% growth year over year. So that has come up quite a bit uh, since the beginning of this earnings season. Okay, uh, Current revenue growth this year versus last year, 3.3%. Forward PE of the S&P 500. The E came up somewhat this past week. So that did, uh, I had the forward PE over 21 there for a while, but I hadn't factored in the new E. When I factor in the new E, 20.7 is the forward PE of the S&P 500. Now you've got to put that uh, into, uh, you know, where it belongs uh, over the long haul. It's the highest multiple in two years. And it's not like the economy and earnings are sizzling right now, and it's not like the Fed is really dovish right now. So I would just say that it's pretty high here. We got as low as 15.5 back in October of 2022. That's when the market bottomed. Uh, And then, of course, uh, in January, we called the bottom in the NASDAQ, and we had a pretty low forward PE at that point in time. We started uh, 2022 at 17, and now we're at 20.7. Okay, the uh, the five-year average is 19, and we're at 20.7. The 10-year average is 17.7. Uh, we're at uh, 20.7, and so you know, I think it probably belongs somewhere in the 19 area. And, not, and to get to that, it would take an 8 to 10% correction to take the S&P back around 4,600 uh, to get it there. Okay, The P.E. ratio, which looks backwards, the forward P.E. looks forwards. The P.E. of the S&P is right now 22.39, which uh, is pretty high. Okay. 
So uh, that's where we are now with uh, two-thirds of the companies reporting. Now, an important factor, who's reporting this week? Uh, We've had a few come in this morning, but let's just take a look here. Uh, Last week we had some uh, big ones. Disney did a good job. I have to uh, congratulate Disney on a good quarter. They haven't had many lately today. February the 12th, Waste Management. Well, that's a garbage stock. <laughs> I, I don't mean, you know, that's what they do for a living, Waste. Arista Networks. Now, that'll be interesting. I think that's after the close today. That's been our number one ranked stock in our app for quite some time. Uh, so we'll see if Arista can live up to its billing. We've had a good, uh, we've owned Arista for, I don't know, nine months, something. And it's had a good run. Well, yeah, also, they're, they're placing the, in, in their, you know, their, their positioning in, in what they do. Rosa, AI. Certainly, yeah, exactly. Artificial intelligence. Okay, Goodyear Tire. We're not going to get too excited about that one. Uh, Principal Financial Group, Avis Budget. All right, tomorrow we get Coca-Cola, which is a single-digit grower. It's a single-digit grower. They're going to try to stir things up with a spiced Coca-Cola. Uh, that we'll see how that does uh, when that comes out. Shopify is going to report tomorrow. That's a big one. That's a bit of a competitor to Amazon, right, with their online uh, shopping mall. Kellogg reports tomorrow. Airbnb, that's a good one. That's a good stock. Uh, Datadog, that's another one. That's a very good stock, DDOG. MGM Resorts. I bet they got a big luff. I bet Vegas was, uh, was buzzing. Sure got, I'm sure they got a big, yeah, a big Man. cut. Uh, Marriott reports tomorrow. Lyft, which is the competitor to uh, Uber. Uh, Robinhood, uh, which is, oh, Restaurant Brands reports tomorrow. We'll wow. keep an eye on that one. I gave a review uh, last week on their new, uh, uh, what was it? You said uh, it was the, uh, <coughs> the sandwich. It was. The bacon, uh, what do you call it, sugared bacon? Candy, candy bacon Whopper, which I thought was excellent. GoDaddy reports, Global Foundries. Then on Wednesday, we get a big old stodgy old growth giant of yesteryear in Cisco reporting. I read that Cisco's laying people off. That's never a good sign. You want companies that are hiring, not laying people off. But sometimes when they lay people off, the stock goes up because that should help earnings. Barrick Gold, which has gone nowhere, is reporting uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Buffett's big stock, Occidental Petroleum, Kraft Heinz, (laughs) HubSpot, that's a good one. Hubs is a good one. Uh, and then on Thursday, Applied Materials, which uh, is a pretty important stock in the semiconductor industry, Roku, Coinbase, DraftKings, Deer, Dropbox. So there's still some big ones, DoorDash, Yelp, Wendy's, Crocs. And on Friday, uh, yeah, nothing really big. So anyways, this... This is pretty much going to close out all the big ones this week. Uh, by the time we get done on Friday, I would guess that 85% of the companies now have reported earnings. And, uh, you know, it's been okay. Uh, not spectacular, but it's been okay. Can it support a 20.4 forward PE in the S&P 500? Well, we'll find out. 
just have to take it one stock at a time, one day at a time, and be methodical uh, with your money management. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, the weight loss drugs are in the news again today. They're probably one of the most uh, popular stories out there right now. Jeffries is highlighting the relatively unknown beneficiaries of a booming weight loss drug market. Last week, after Novo Nordisk Parent agreed to acquire the U.S. contract manufacturer Catalent. Well, I read that the U.S. government is going to look into that, uh, that deal because Catalent makes a lot of drugs for other people, including Lilly. So I don't know if that deal will go through or not. Uh, but, uh, looking at other, they're looking at picks and shovel companies. Uh, another, uh, supplier and maker of drugs. I don't know if they have anything to do with this yet, but they could could at some point. Thermo Fisher, okay, Thermo Fisher Scientific TMO, which has been a pretty stodgy stock <clears throat> over the years, but they're calling it out as a, a potential beneficiary uh, in the uh, booming demand. Uh, you've got uh, another company, Becton Dickinson, you know, they makes the syringes. These are still injectable drugs. Becton Dickinson has been a very stodgy stock over the years. It's been a one or two percent grower. Yeah, and there's a, there's a two those are there's two supply chain bottlenecks. One is making the drug, and then yeah, for the that on the uh, on the injection side, right? That the yeah, you know, what you use syringe has been on a. Uh, uh, shortage as well. Yep, exactly. So, uh, and then they mention uh, a couple of competitor, a couple of wannabes. Pfizer uh, is a wannabe. They are working on a GLP one drug. You know, if you're a if you're a deep value investor, Pfizer has got a PE ratio of twelve. But you know what? I mean, I don't know. It just hasn't had much since the, they hit it with the vaccine back uh, in the COVID era, 2020. And it's been all downhill since then. It's gone from 61 down to 28. Uh, but they supposedly have uh, Danugliperon, Danugliperon. Uh, is going to be there if 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 it works. Uh, I mean, that's just one they've got in the laboratory. And Amgen is supposed to be, but Amgen had a horrible report last week, terrible report. Uh, and uh, that has been about a 3 or 4% grower 
over the years, but supposedly they've got something in the pipeline uh, in the weight loss area. Pfizer touts a cancer drug in their first Super Bowl commercial yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, they saw, saw them on a commercial. Yes, they uh, they highlighted their efforts in oncology. In science over the years, yeah. And uh, as the COVID-19 vaccine maker looks for post-pandemic growth following its recent acquisition of cancer drug maker Seijin. That was a very big purchase for them. Uh, that's uh, Seattle Genetics, S-G-E-N. Uh, and they had uh, a, a commercial, Here's the Science, which showed paintings, photos of well-known scientists and inventors, such as Sir Isaac Newton, uh, Arch Ar- Archimedes, singing along to the Queen's hit song, Don't Stop Me Now. Well, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, here's uh, here's the science. Man, I'm mistaken. Apple supply chain check shows clear stabilization of demand in China. We've said it before, and it's just more evidence that Apple, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like, yeah. And the stock is not that great. It's just been going sideways now for uh, about a year, okay? Uh, And uh, looking at their supply chain out there. Now, Wedbush always likes it. It's Wedbush's darling there. This is a weird story for me. You know, Turkey has become kind of a, ah, you know, they're siding with uh, uh, Iran in a lot of instances, but yet they're a member of NATO. So there's a couple weird things about this story. U.S. Congress clears F-16 sales to Turkey. Uh, 40 F-16 fighter jets and 79 upgraded missiles. But here's what I didn't know. Guess who the... Who the ambassador to Turkey is, I did not know this, uh, and he was appointed by uh, President Biden, Jeff Flake. You remember him? He was the uh, congressman from Arizona uh, that uh, kind of turned on the Republican Party, and I don't know. He's I don't know about that guy. <laughs> He's our ambassador to Turkey, and he was appointed by... Uh, Biden. Anyways, Duke Energy to remove Chinese battery giant CATL from Camp Lejeune. Uh, Yeah, we've got all of these, uh, you know, we've bought a lot of stuff, uh, battery stuff uh, from China, and they're at our military bases. Oh, that's good, huh? Produced by Chinese Matt. We have made the decision to decommission the CATL battery energy storage system replace it with domestic. U.S. officials have warned that hackers linked to China's government are targeting network-linked critical U.S. infrastructure, including the power grid. Uh, So, yeah, these batteries are part of the power grid at Camp Lejeune. Hmm. And with the Chinese hackers, it wouldn't take much. Now, China, or... or, uh, uh, this is a story from San Francisco's Chinatown. A Waymo robo-taxi was vandalized and set ablaze, which is nothing new, in San Francisco uh, over the weekend, Saturday night. Uh, one of the biggest attacks on a self-driving car amid growing safety concerns over such vehicles. A crowd surrounded the white SUV, broke its windows, threw fireworks inside the vehicle. 
<laughs> so anyways, I don't think they want uh, Google's Waymo vehicles running around town without any drivers. Uh, this is the first time that a robo-taxi has been targeted by the public. Tesla temporarily cuts some U.S. auto prices. Let's check in on Tesla's stock here. It has been not, well, it's had a little bounce here. Last week it had a bounce along with the tech stocks, and now it looks like it's going to flatten out again. Do you know that the stock trades lower than it did one year ago? Is it a reality check, uh, or is it a buying opportunity I don't know. I think uh, I think Elon Musk has lost his luster uh, with uh, a lot of the young crowd that uh, buys Teslas. Tesla's down roughly 22% on a year-to-date basis. Fisker is facing multiple complaints about its ocean SUV. Now, there's another problem you have with these uh, frontier makers of EV cars. Yeah. If something goes wrong... You're in trouble, okay? They're plagued with a vehicle losing power suddenly. It locks out the owners. It loses braking power. None of those are good, according to complaints viewed by TechCrunch. Since its introduction last June, the vehicle has been fraught with problems. The I mean, company there's a lot has of moving res- parts in a, Boy. in a vehicle. I mean, it's just a, there's a, there, it's not a an easy. A lot can uh, go wrong. Not an easy business. That's the yeah. company has received complaints from more than 100 owners of loss of power incidents. Well, you don't want to have that on uh, I-26 so going to work in the morning with yeah, another. The yeah, it's the equivalent of you know of a gas-powered engine just you know basically being out of gas. Yeah, just right. two another two hundred complaining of problems with the car that includes braking issues and people being locked out of their car, seat sensors that don't detect drivers, and the front hood. Suddenly flying up when the car is driving at high speeds. Well, that's hard to see over. Yeah, it's a latch problem. Okay, well, I'm taking Fisker Ocean SUV off my buy list. I wonder how much that That's not a cheap vehicle either. No. Okay, the price of chocolate may be hard to swallow this Valentine's Day. Hey, those chicken nuggets at at Chick-fil-A, they keep getting smaller and smaller. Now, people tell me, no, they've always been that small. Uh, but I took two grandkids, just grandpa and two grandkids to Chick-fil-A, $31. Oh, okay? yeah. yeah. They, these are <laughs> ten, a, a, seven, a, a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old, $31. Uh, that's all I got was a bowl of soup. <laughs> that's inflation. And, you know, but I did count. There were 12 chicken nuggets in there. I thought maybe they were going to cut it to 10. All right, when we come back, we'll try to see what's happening underneath the surface. And we have some earnings reports here in today. We'll be right back. I've been on the right trail, but I must do the wrong call. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what's good for. And 
And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, we do have a few earnings in here, but I don't see anything, uh, you know, any really important companies that have reported so far. I'm looking at the gap between oil and natural gas. You know, that's the highest since 2012. I don't know what happened to natural gas prices. Whether it's warm weather or all of a sudden uh, they really started boosting the supply. Well, I think we're potentially reducing the uh, you know the amount that's been getting you know liquefied simply because of some of the uh, remember the um, uh, what oh, that's put right. up the inhibition you know on, yeah. uh, on you know some new facilities I think and of course yeah. you know, those. You know, it's it's odd because you know the price. You would think, right, that the you know price of natural gas would go down in that sense because you've got less uh, liquefied natural gas. But um, you know, you need the natural gas first, right? To yeah, you got to have so the raw the, input. Yeah, so you're, it's almost like uh, uh, you're cutting off a uh, you know a, a, a demand function, right, for the 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 natural gas itself. So right. Okay, Monday.com. Not a good Monday. I don't like Monday. Monday's down 8.8% today. That's an Israeli-based cloud uh, platform, which has been a pretty good stock. I mean, it's been one of the hot ones, but it's down 9% here this morning. Sigma Lithium. The lithium stocks have been horrible, horrible uh, performers, including Sigma which uh, is hitting a new 52-week low, down around $15 a share. Uh, And then we've got, if we look at the Dow, Intel's having a pretty good day. Uh, I'm not sure what's up with Intel today, but uh, I still see Intel as a laggard, uh, trailing, uh, you know, NVIDIA and AMD and ASML and all of the the AI stocks, but it's a wannabe. I mean, they're trying to catch up uh, and get an AI pro. I look at them as almost like an IBM in this uh, marketplace, kind of uh, has been. Well, and they've uh, got to execute, right? I mean, that's where yeah. the execution's been where they've uh, really uh, you know, dropped the ball and, and let others you know, t- take it and time. run with it. Yeah, so. yeah, and when they led the pack for a long time, uh, and AMD was a distant second, a distant second. Uh, but now it's uh, the other way around. Okay, let's take a look at the Dow. What else is moving there in the Dow today? I'll tell you what, tell you what uh, th- two symbols will be important later on this week. would be CPI and PPI. Yes. Right? We get, uh, that'll be an you know, I think that's some of the uh, kind of quiet in the market. A the, the, the late Super Bowl on the East Coast and and uh, you know, CPI data, I think, comes out tomorrow. I'll tell you a very good chart in the Dow right now is Disney. Okay, look at that chart. That's an excellent chart on DIS, uh, which broke out last Thursday on uh, better-than-expected earnings, uh, pulled back a little bit on Friday, and today it's got its mojo back. It's uh, up uh, 2.4%, so that's kind of driving the Dow, Disney, and, uh, and Intel. On the downside... Uh, in the Dow, eh, not much. Salesforce down 1%. Now, the S&P 500, kind of a weird day. I'm not really seeing any. VF Corp, uh, which makes Lee Wrangler jeans, uh, it's up 11.6%. Uh, Diamondback Energy, which I think is uh, in play. 
emerging maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 9.6%. End phase, which is a beaten down solar stock. That's a kind of a lively chart there uh, on end phase. And in fact, I would call that a cup and a, a cup, a saucer pattern, which can be very bullish. Uh, Gap is up 5.3%. Uh, Kohl's is up 4.5. Paramount. I'll tell you another big spender at the Super Bowl. Paramount. Man. Yeah, they had yeah a lot of right, right a lot of um, uh, what for the Paramount a Plus and movies. Stuff, right? yeah. A lot of movies coming out. Blockbuster movies. They hope they'll be blockbuster movies. Uh, Expedia is having a good day, up 3.7 percent. Lowe's got an upgrade. L O W. Uh, it's up 3.2%, but not a very good day. Big tech is pretty much taking the day off. I don't see Microsoft uh, in there anywhere or uh, or uh, Google Alphabet. Okay, now let's look at the NASDAQ real quickly here today. Uh, the NASDAQ, the leader is Expedia, up 4.2. Then JD.com, Chinese, up 2.9. Baidu, Chinese, up 2.4. There's the first real tech. NVIDIA is up 2.3. That's a pretty good report. And then Meta, which we wrote an article about last week. Where does Meta go from here? Uh, that, that article had a lot of page reads. Meta is up 2.1% today. AMD starting to kick in a little bit. It's up 1.6%. It's hard to hold the chip stocks down. And uh, the only loser of note in the NASDAQ would be Adobe. Down 1.4%, and in the S&P 500, losers of note, Motorola Solutions down 3%. Okay, well, you know what? I put a lot of work into the newsletter on Thursday and Friday. I updated uh, the earnings picture. I updated my uh, target price. Uh, I talked about uh, you know all of the stories that were so important last week. I updated our portfolios, which they're having one of the best years we've ever had, at least so far this year, knock on wood. Uh, And, uh, you know, I continue to uh, (laughs) manage them every single day. Uh, Very, very vigilant, uh, very methodical. Uh, I also weighed the possibility of a uh, a correction, uh, what it would take to get the P.E. back to uh, 19, and I, I calculated about an 8 or 9% correction. How could you protect yourself? I did the math on that. So it was a pretty good newsletter. A lot of work went into it. You can get two free weeks of the newsletter. You can see what we own right now. Uh, go to GundersonCapital.com. Uh, and if you'd like to set up an appointment with us, uh, we'll do that every single day, 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. I've been busy putting a lot of new money that's come in to work and cleaning up the portfolios that come in to me, right? i got to get rid of the junk. and uh, do, some, <laughs> do some gardening. <laughs> Sometimes there's just a little bit of weeding that needs to happen. Sometimes i got to get the bulldozer out or the... You know the real uh, the the disker thing that that goes yeah, through the dirt. Been, you get the yeah yeah the uh, tiller. Yeah, the tiller man. Start all over. <laughs> get some new seeds in there. All right, give us a call at eight five five six eleven best or get the newsletter at GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 